welcome to another episode of Fun With Dumb. It is kind of the holiday season right now. A lot of people have checked off, uh, you know, checked out of work. But I have one of my closest friends, um, the oldest person in my group <laughs> chat. I have a group chat of eight gentlemen. Um, Why you also got to disrespect your like the, disrespect. <laughs> the oldest person on earth. But that, do people have to know that? I'm just saying it's a it's, it's a fact. It's a fact. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think that was offensive. Are you not offended? You, cool First of all, I hate that people need to be offended by somebody being called old. Like that's not something you no, should. No, trust look. me, Don. I'm not offended at all. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm just being hypersensitive. Thank you for being offended for me. <laughs> Appreciate it. Got your back though. Yeah, reminds me of white people. All right. <laughs> um, over here, uh, I am joined by Donnie Kwok, who is uh, who is. Uh, writer and uh chief bureau executive at the ringer i think i fucked up that title but uh east coast bureau chief close enough east coast bureau chief um at the ringer which is um started by bill simmons and is a house to a lot of um powerhouse writers right yep. shea serrano brian curtis allison herman maybe yeah. you guys know the names rob um, harvilla shout out to the ringer mm. Thank you for, for coming on the man. podcast today. And I'm also joined by a uh, co-host, Rex Dizzy. Hello. Fun with Dumb Regular. What an honor to be here next to Rex and in front of you. Yeah, thank uh, you. Thank you for coming, man. <laughs> just, just for a little insight here, Donnie has worked at, um, he's kind of an OG in the hip-hop journalism world, right? Something like that, can yeah. You, can you give us a little rundown of where you've been? You've been at Complex as a senior writer, right? Yeah. I, or senior editor. I started at... Uh, Vibe, Vibe magazine actually uh, back in the day in the 90s in, in the 90s okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funny but you when, gotta his, say, when his hair was long and yeah. flowing yeah. back in the day when I was at Vibe and I'm not kidding <laughs> okay. no no so you worked at Vibe magazine as a writer no I started as a fact checker then as an editor then I moved to Complex when Complex was first starting out yeah. Complex started in 2002 I think yeah. I went there in 2004 mm. stayed there for a grip Went to ESPN, came back to Complex, did a little short stint at 88. Yeah, you actually, yeah, he actually, you worked in the beginning of 88 Rising. In the very beginning. Very beginning. Um, and uh, yeah, now you're at The Ringer. Now I'm at The Ringer, been there since it launched in 2016. Right. And you were, uh, Rec, you were a, a hip hop journalist as well. A lot of people don't know this. Yeah. Uh, you worked at The Source. Yeah, I, I mean, Source, and then I freelance a lot, written for like, Put the mic a little closer to your mouth too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and Donnie, let's put that down. It's covering your face a little bit. Like, yeah, me and Donnie met like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So like um, in New York, when I was starting my career, um, you know, I met Mikey Fresh, our yeah. homie Jakey, and also through them, I met you know young Donnie. Yeah. And the first time we met, I wanted to crack him over the head with a bottle. Apparently, who, who Donnie? Oh yeah, I think Rec was. <laughs> I don't even remember. The, I don't even want to get into the exact details. I don't exactly remember them, but yeah. I, I do know that I drew your ire <laughs> when we first met. It was stupid though. I was drunk and I was just being like a silly guy. Yeah, that would have been a shitty way to start a friendship. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't know if we would have had this rich and beautiful friendship. You know, I've learned so much from him, and it would have been quite the shame. You know what's interesting? Because uh, everybody in our group chat. Uh, most of the people are from New York, but we all actually met just out of the same way we kind of share content inside the group chat. You know, when we come across like a Asian person or something doing something cool, we want to share or doing something super embarrassing too. We share that. Too. We share that <laughs> stuff too. 
but the same way is kind of how I met a lot of people like J Key or even Wreck, because Wreck came across some of my music ten years ago and was like, "Yo, do you want me to review this album?" And he reviewed the album, and he was the first ever guy to review my album. Wait, so you reviewed it for what? The source? I reviewed for remember Beyond Race magazine? Nah, I don't. Uh, but was it a positive review? Yeah, I, 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 I try to be fair. Yeah, we should find that was, review. I don't remember how it went. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to find it. It was like mad, a small amount of words though. And Donnie was the first one to give five mics to uh, Vanilla Ice, I believe, <laughs> in the nineties, right? <laughs> okay, uh, Kurt, Curtis Blow. Did, did well, you, you were around during the whole like what East and West Coast beef, right? And vibe. I was actually. It was after, right after uh, Pac died, I think. Wow. There. Yeah. So, yeah. Vibe Vibe magazine was really, some would argue, actually, kind of like fed the f- fan the flames of that. Yeah. The beef. Yeah. Well, just media in general. Media in general, but Vibe, you know, they had like the Kevin Powell story on Pac and the you know Biggie and right. Puffy retorts and stuff, and they were doing it through Vibe. So. So what would you say the vibe was like in, in the <laughs> office place? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was tense, that tense? Was it tense for real? I mean, the rap industry was tense in the 90s, you know, like overall, you know, like this was still a time where rappers would go into magazine offices and yeah. kind of like physically threaten people. Yeah. That really? Ha- yeah, that, w- that happened. What, like when you were in the office, did you, what, what did you encounter? Did you have any stories there, like of any rapper coming in? Nah, n- nothing too serious. I remember one time though, uh, I had written... I was working at Vibe and I had written a review of a ludicrous show mm-hmm. and Chingy opened for him. So actually I was writing the review about Chingy and I kind of was, I didn't really diss him, but I was basically saying that Lud- that Chingy has a long way to go before he can ever match what Ludacris can do live. Mm-hmm. And then so one day Chingy visited the office and for some, somehow, and you're wearing a St. Louis hat too, by the way. Oh yeah, that's right true. Shout out to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, I don't know how he was aware that I was the one who had written that, and and you know he didn't do anything crazy, but like he's he kind of was trying to intimidate me, you know, like in in this like a uh, magazine conference room setting, and I felt it. I was like, oh shit. Ch- Chingy was. Yeah, Chingy was. Chingy and his like uh, bodyguard or whatever. They were kind of like hovering around me. Damn. He was like, he came into the office. Hey, you, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Come over her. <laughs> right there. Come over her now. <laughs> I mean, I think possibly it was like, you know, easy to deduce in that room. Yeah, who, who was, was the Asian who, journalist. Yeah, with, you know, the surname Kwok. It was there wasn't a lot of Asian journalists at the time in, in the office p- space? or um, You know, I interned with somebody called Hyun Kim, who you guys might know from Twitter. He lives in Spain now. Uh, Jeff Mao, Chairman Mao was around. Mm, okay. So, so there were some Serena Kim as well. So there were a few yeah. of us. Fun with Dumb is brought to you by Hemp Fusion. There's a lot of confusion around CBD nowadays, but not all CBD is created equally. Adding Hemp Fusion CBD to your daily routine adds up to a lot of benefits. Unlike other CBD brands who offer just CBD, Hemp Fusion is CBD plus omegas plus terpenes to help you feel 100%. They do this because CBD works best for your body when combined with other nutrients. Um, they then add in other nutrient, natural ingredients to create products that help specifically with stress, sleep, and energy. I've been waking up mixing some of this hemp fusion with water, um, this orange tangerine uh, flavor, and it's been helping me with energy every morning to start to kickstart the day. 
And uh, this product is available both online and at a natural product uh, products retailer near you. Shipped anywhere in the U.S. And I have a special promo code just for you guys. If you guys um, use promo code FUN, F-U-N, you guys get 20% off of your first order and free shipping at hempfusion.com. Go to hempfusion.com, that's promo code FUN, F-U-N, and get 20% off of your first order, and it's shipped anywhere in the U.S. Free shipping at hempfusion.com, promo code FUN, F-U-N. Some rap journalist OGs. Yeah. Yeah. So And, like, even, like, when I was starting out, when you go to these events, you go to these album listening parties, go to these shows, you're going to see, like, one or two, like, Asian faces, and you're going to see them every time. And after a while, you're like, hey, like... How do you feel yeah. about it as an artist, though? Like, because I'm telling this funny story about Chingy, and it's not mm. really, he didn't do anything to me, but I always felt, because back at Vibe, I had to review so many albums, yeah. and then just in general in my <laughs> career. And at some point, I was like, I don't want to review shit anymore because it just feels, you know, like artists put so much time and effort into their work, right. and then it's like you get a hundred words and just, you know. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's the part of the culture, you know, everything gets reviewed. Restaurants get reviewed, movies yeah. get reviewed. You know what I mean? Someone's gonna review it. Yeah, but have you ever felt like a review was unfair or you took it personally so that if you saw the person who wrote it, not that you were physically attacked. You can't them. get a bad review if no one reviews your shit. <laughs> 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 you know that, that, that meme? <laughs> I mean, but this is also, you know, obviously pre-internet, pre-social media. Now on Twitter, like everybody can review everything Mm. and it doesn't matter. But back then, you know, the gatekeepers, you know, it's like if you got your review in the source or vibe, that was kind of like the final word. Yeah. It's weird. Like, yeah, reviews. I feel that culture has kind of changed because everybody just putting a comment or a tweet about an album like Chance's album. Right. When it came out, it got a lot of shit from just the people, people memeing it, you know, and. Uh, with with like certain bars about him rapping about his wife and shit, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I love my wife. <laughs> you know, <laughs> people were kind of roasting it on its own. So it's like, where does that leave the actual music critique uh, critic? Yeah. You know, it's it almost gets played at that point for him to even go in on it because like everyone's kind of already commented on it. Yeah, I mean, I guess what you're finding now is people aren't actually commenting as much as you're saying on the music. It's more like the persona and also like no, or also trying to make the music the, or also trying to be the funniest dude yeah but that's also true. like that's true you know back then it was like you got an album to review for a couple like like months right like two, uh, like at least yeah a month. because you know it's a print magazine so yeah. you obviously are planning everything out months in advance so you're getting those advanced copies mm. so was that was it like you rev- you put out the review even pe- before people will get a chance to listen to the album well they time so. it they time it so that like for example if it's the vibe issue for september you're planning it in july Mm. The album comes out in September, but you get the advanced copy so that after you write the review and it hits newsstands, then the album should be coming out around that time. For the right. So it actually really did affect the sales, probably. Yeah, oh, for it, sure. For sure. If, if yeah. you got a shitty review, people are like, I'm not going to buy Bro, this rappers were catching album. feelings big time when, yeah. when they got like a slanderous review or something they thought they thought wasn't fair. So, And that's their livelihood, so I can't blame them. Yeah. Right. And I remember when things just started even shifting in, in the blog world and stuff, you yeah. know, even when like Odd Future went on, went in on like Two Dope Boys, they were just kind of like, I don't even remember that. Yeah. yeah it was like, Tyler did. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just kind of like one of those things where I think an artist just getting to the point, like young artists were just like, why the fuck do we even need this anymore? Yeah. You know, like we don't need to tolerate this shit. Be like, fuck this. this you guys aren't shit. You guys aren't going to, you know, um, 
persuade anybody like you guys aren't part of the culture or whatnot. And I'm, I'm not sure if they were or not, but that's how he felt. And it kind of shifted stuff well, too. That's why today, I mean, we were talking about the OG rap journalists. Well, we didn't name all the names, but I feel like today, probably the most, you know, uh, the the biggest rap journalist is No Jumper Do Adam Twenty Two, right? And it, his whole thesis is like kind of befriending rappers. It's yeah. not an adversarial relationship, right? Whereas in the past, there were a lot of adversarial relationships because of what people wrote. Um, Do you think journalists felt like? this kind of they they had this power like a power trip a little bit a little bit yeah for sure for sure like you know the mic rating in the source was like the bible you know so yeah if you if you get the five mics you just like instant cop like people just get it if, if you're a hip-hop fan yeah what would did, you say is an equivalent to that now like what do rappers give a fuck about it's probably just like the public opinion on twitter right in general i mean i don't know like do you check when you release an it's, album, it's you crazy. check your mentions, right? It's crazy to think now, like, you know, rappers back then being like, I better get them four mics. <laughs> <laughs> Those little cute mic stickers on my Mac. You know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, obviously there was, there was something attached to that, you know, but now I'm trying to think what would be the equivalent to that because even the Grammys aren't as praised as it was. I mean, people still want Grammys, but not as much right like yeah. because they they're very um judgmental of like how the system the i mean I, I think system. it's good in a way that the gatekeepers are gone and like that a little bit critical oh, of blocking me critical opinion doesn't matter as much because <laughs> well because we live in that participation trophy era of rap where it's just like it's not you know instead of saying it sucks they say it's not for me you know what i that's, mean that's that's mm. the that's all of art though yeah it's true you know what i mean it's like there's no good and bad anymore it's like would you rather but there you, is bad rap i mean do you like shit that's more like what do you prefer something being different or good but regular i mean i appreciate both i mean mm. i think you can have both <laughs> or you can appreciate both but i do think that there is an objective good in rap in, in all art too you know yeah how about i mean how about you right because without it then there's no there's no criticism in yeah it but all. there isn't a lot now people like you know are listening for stuff that is different yeah it's true you know i i like it because it's like so it's bugged out it's like you know like literature mm. where like even if you don't like it you, like you kind of wrestle with it yeah you know what i'm saying because you're like oh this is from like a respected whatever voice or writer and then now it's like you don't know what that is, so like you're just like all right, like I don't like nobody knows what's what anymore. Yeah. Right. Like even like the people that still exist that have been in the game for years, they're just like, oh uh, yeah, I don't get it, but you know, it's for them. So do they're you, still so giving you, them respect. Do you question something when like something you hear and you don't like it? Do you automatically go to like maybe I don't understand it? Yeah, I do that sometimes. Do you do that? Yeah, because it's like so democratic now that instead of a source review telling me it's good or bad or what a critic thinks about it, mostly now we gauge it by, if a video has like 10 million YouTube views, mm. then you're already gonna think, okay, so somebody, a lot of people like this. Right. So what what is it about it that they like? And that's how you look at it. Right. That's so I guess that is the what you were saying before. Like the, the five mics is actually, is actually like, oh, it's got 100 million the views. views. Yeah, oh, that's a that's a good point. The views is the, the and that's mics. way more democratic Numbers because it's lie, not yeah. just one dude typing his or her opinion. It's it is like, actually it's Mike Gow doing, <laughs> 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 or it's just like a you know bots and fucking bot views, you know, which occurs as well. So yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Let's talk about sports. 
<laughs> so we had this joke because uh you know um, these two guys know the least about sports I, of any I, two men i've ever met in my Jesus. life <laughs> he's in denial though i am very i'm sad. not in denial dumb knows a little bit about he's the always like, i mean okay here what's on what's who's, who's scoring the points <laughs> I never, I, first of all i've never said that statement ever like yo you don't you all want to watch the game I'm like no nah, he's well, a, he's daddy a, you're 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 where you work the ringer is they um focus on sports right yeah well you know, Bill Bill Simmons, who founded the website, obviously got his start covering sports. But the Ringer now is sports and pop culture too. I think sports has always it always been that though. Like it's you know that's why Bill Simmons is big because it's like he combined it, right? Yeah, I mean he, like he kind talked of, about pop culture a lot. I mean, what's interesting about Bill is kind of because Bill is a pop culture obsessive as well, and I think what made him unique is that he applied kind of the way we analyze and watch sports to the way he consumes right. pop culture. Mm. So like, you know, analyzing actors who are like hot prospects and things like that, like as if they were athletes. And then that kind right. of, that idea kind of extends. Is that how you view the world as well? <laughs> Not really. You Not gamble really. watching the Oscars. <laughs> I mean, people do yeah, that. Yeah, people do actually do that. Yeah, I've done that. That's more of my lane. <laughs> who knows? Who knows more about sports between you two? You think? Should we do a little uh, yeah. sports competition? Let's do a game where you guys name off L.A. Lakers and whoever. Welcome to another episode of I don't know that your I'm scoop losing. on hoop. You don't know one L.A. Laker? Come on, bro. Come on. There's a there's a he's huge on murals right and now. shit. No, I mean like I know past. I thought you meant like right now. Right now. <laughs> Is, uh. Come on, you know this one. Man, I don't care. I'm not trying to make you look silly. I'm just actually. Yeah, I just I don't know because I haven't paid attention. Like, All right, so actually dumb LeBron knows more. James, yeah. LeBron James. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but to be I fair. I do remember that. To be fair, though, I really don't know much about sports either. It's yeah. just, it's, it's not like my main focus of things. But I grew up watching the Lakers. Yeah. Like, my Lakers was like. Eddie Jones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eldon Campbell, yeah. Nick, uh, Nick Van Axel, see, throwback. You know, Vladdy Divac, like, and the Dodgers. Yeah, too, I, 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 when, when I was young, I used to be kind of obsessed with like sports. Like I, I played in like little league. Uh, I played like um, baseball. I played soccer. I played. Uh, Shut your handball ass up. <laughs> I, I played handball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played ba basketball. We won uh, one year. If you, then, if you could be elite at any sport, what would it be? <sighs> Ooh, I was thinking about this. He'd be a Pokemon trainer for sure. Hundred <laughs> percent. I, I would love to be a Pokemon trainer. He'd be a Pokemon. That's trainer. a sick sport. Hey, um, tell me about the new Pokemon game. As an alien, game. as an alien, I will, I will. But as an alien, right? Mm. And as a human race, you have to pick one sport to like present to aliens to show that we're dope. Kind of. What would you pick? Um, to aliens. I, I mean. You know, word to Space Jam. I, I guess it would have to be basketball, just because. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, word to Space Jam. <laughs> no, just because it, it it does show and encompass kind of like great athletic feats by human what, beings. What, 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 I would think that it would be like you know soccer or football. Football. Nah, football is a little. Isn't it so? Isn't it so much crazier? Is like just like the biggest like. Yeah, but field I think far as just simplicity, I think soccer or basketball yeah yeah you know? soccer i mean so i think it's soccer actually even more maybe you know it's just like because basketball features such abnormally large humans that it seems like it's like almost like a different 
species you know like people uh, that are like seven feet i just i'm just saying more of the rules of like traveling double dribble like that kind of stuff kind of takes away from you know yeah. soccer is just straight up pretty much like the beautiful game you can't <laughs> it's pretty much you can't touch the ball that's it other than that it's like <laughs> i'm just explaining soccer <laughs> So here's how you play soccer, aliens. <laughs> Pay attention to me, aliens. <laughs> no <kick>. touchy. <laughs> Kicky. <laughs> what, the, the aliens are Chinese now? <laughs> Why does it sound like, yeah, like a racist white dude talking to Asians <laughs> about soccer? <laughs> no touchy. <laughs> Kicky. <laughs> um, okay, I want to talk about some other thing because uh, I just started reading this book here. Oh, damn. I just bought that. The Power of Nunchi. Um, and I want to talk about this. We, we talk about this a lot in our group chat. And for those who aren't familiar with Nunchi, I will read off what the definition of Nunchi is. Wait, hold on. Is that signed? It is signed. Nice. I never met her. Yuni Hong. Shout out to Yuni Hong. She sent this to me, a copy of this. Um, uh, here's It starts with a test. Let's imagine you have just started a new job at, big co at a big company and you're invited to a party where you want to make a great impression. When you walk into the room, everyone is laughing a bit too hard at the not not particularly funny joke of an older woman you've never seen before. A, do what do you do? A, step in with a really funny joke, definitely much better than the one you just heard. Your new colleagues are going to love this. B, laugh along with the others, even though it's not very amusing. C, find a tactful moment to introduce yourself to the older woman who you've correctly assumed must be the head of the company. Was that a quiz? Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. It was a, a, B, and C, but yeah. I, I only really heard C. I'm guessing the answer is C. Yes, it is C. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, You're on your way to mastering the power of Nunchi. <laughs> Nunchi is the Korean superpower. Wait. Some people even go so far as to say it's how Korean people can read minds, though there's nothing supernatural about it. Nunchi is the art of instantly understanding what people are thinking and feeling in order to improve your relationships in life. Having great nunchi means continuously recalibrating your assumptions based on any new word, gesture, or facial expression so that you're always present and aware. Speed is paramount to nunchi. Do you have good nunchi? I always thought that, so my definition of nunchi is, yeah. has been like... Fast or slow. Being able to read unspoken social cues. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good that's definition. That's a good definition for sure. I don't really buy it as being the korean superpower though because it's like some koreans have very slow nunchi too you know it's not like yeah. all koreans have fast nunchi you know what i think koreans have if that's not the superpower i think koreans have an evil villain power of hun <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean that kind of vengeful feeling yeah. if anything that's more of the superpower did you guys see in the new york times there was like a yeah yeah wait what <laughs> what well, well, yeah, the the parasite, uh, where it was the review of parasite. Well, which, it was a uh, the one of the editors actually had written a piece about parasite, yeah, and about how East Asian cinema and East Asian art in general calls upon repressed rage, and they talked about Han and Confucianism as well, right? And it got kind of slated on Twitter, like people were really mad. Yeah, yeah, that you were mad about it, right? I wasn't really mad about it, but I thought it was like very just, just further proving her right. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't mad, but it it was very kind of like school papery. I think like very basic. Yeah, but it you know it's funny that you mentioned Han because it feels like every time people talk about Koreans now, Westerners especially, they mention Han like it's becoming kind of more famous mm. as a concept. I'm wondering when people get mad at those articles, right, written about things they might not understand, like, 
isn't that part of it though like they you know not everyone understands that culture like it's it only maybe if a korean person wrote about it they'd understand it yeah right? i mean i guess that's the argument though that maybe a korean person should be writing about it i mean oh to explain what that actually is yeah as opposed to like an outsider trying to analyze something that they have no idea about i wasn't mad about it at all really i just thought it was kind of a I want to. I need to read article. it to like have an opinion on it. You see, like to me, I find things like that interesting because I like seeing the analyzation of an outside perspective. Yeah. Because it kind of tells you where things are at. You know, I feel like those are needed in moments like that. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, people will get mad, but it's like it just tells you. Because I know, for instance, like I could be in comedy circles or people, you know, where we crack jokes and we're not hackish or whatever. But like, if I do a battle and somebody hits me with a typical ass Asian joke, like, and I hear mad laughter amongst like hundreds of people, that just tells me like what the general public thinks about a certain thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to be like in your bubble. You know what That's I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not like I'm uh, like I can't expect everyone to be like at the comedy store. You know, just hanging out or something. You know, right, right, I right. want to see where everyone's at with certain levels of thought process. You know? Well, we've had this discussion offline before that Asian Twitter in general is extremely sensitive about anybody writing about anything Asian. And so people are quick, including myself sometimes, to like point out when people fuck things up or get things wrong. And so... I will say Asian comedians and writers, not not, not necessarily all comedians, but a lot of writers and stuff too who are supposed to be writing comedy on TV and stuff on, on Twitter are more angry than funny. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't find a lot of them really funny. And they don't—they take themselves a little too seriously, in my opinion. You know? I I agree. Asian Twitter to me, it's kind of <clears throat> I don't know. Thing is kind of off the rails, like just like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I tweeted once actually that Asian Twitter is all. I tweeted. <laughs> all. <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted one time. <laughs> one time I tweeted that Asian Twitter was all D-Ray but no Jesus. Yeah. And that's yeah. how I feel. It's like everybody's kind of so busy trying to be activists or yeah. taking offense to things that I mean now I sound like an old dude but you know there's not a lot of like you know nonsensical irreverent humor well I think you're you're old in the <laughs> right way you know like I do think there's a lot of just Asian Twitter is just old and washed feeling yeah you know what I'm saying like what about the what about the young Asian Twitter though like Rich Brian no, not even the him. I would just say like just non, you know, artists or whatever. There's just there's a whole slew of they're funny. There's some funny motherfuckers too. Yeah. You know. Well, that's the thing because when we say, I mean, obviously, black Twitter. There's more black people than Asians, but when we say black Twitter, it's so many hilarious things going on and inside jokes and funny stuff. And then when you say Asian Twitter, there's not really that kind of community. All the funny shit or things that motherfuckers think is funny, it's kind of corny too because it's all that like subtle Asian traits jokes. Yeah. You know, like when an Asian guy, blah, 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 boba. It's like the, the fucking an, the Andrew, corny, the like, Andrew Yang boba. shit. Yeah, we love boba. Like, yeah. motherfucker, like I, I mean, don't really like boba that much. Andrew <laughs> Yang's whole campaign is basically that. What? Andrew Yang. Like Andrew Yang is just like an old YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to give you $1,000 so you can get a webcam and be a YouTuber. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't really. I'm. I don't try to dive too much into the thing, but I don't 
that's not my I just don't think that's a great definition necessarily either of what Nunchi? No, no. <laughs> Why are you touching the book? <laughs> you like the Bible. I solemnly swear. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just don't think it's tough because there's so many of these big Asian um, YouTuber that YouTuber that are trying to represent Asian youth, and it's only one type of Asian youth, like you know? the Fung Brothers and people like that. Well, I mean, not just them, but it's like a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of, and everybody is so quick to just spew out shit and be like this is how we are this is yeah, and yeah. I, I hate that yeah you know what i mean like cats aren't like just chill about shit. i think it's because also like me and you we're probably not like the average asian dude but i think you know when i was growing up i was always like mad about the asian representation and all that stuff then i realized like a lot of the, the majority of asians might be on some corny shit and it's just like whatever, like let that live. Like let I mean it's a numbers be happy. It's really like a numbers game. I, I don't believe that we're not the average Asian person because we've shared we stay looking for ill Asian shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If anything, we're like more Asian, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> like we scout shit. Like we look for things mm. that we think are dope and we don't we don't take the low hanging fruit of Asian culture, Asian American yeah, culture. Yeah, but that, makes, that saying, makes you not average. Yeah, the, he's the, a lot that. of the Asians do that. They get they go for the low hanging, like you know. So you think it's just a problem not on with all, level. So you think it's a problem with just you're just like maybe we're just corny. Is that what you're saying? Is that, <laughs> is that what you're saying? Or what? I, I think it's like a numbers game because you know we haven't. I mean, we saw the same thing when Crazy Rich Asians came out. We're not at the level right now or numbers wise representation wise where i think we can like poke fun at ourselves or uh not take things seriously you know yeah right. we're, we're still in the let's support everything stage yeah exactly which right. is good for being asians and trying to make shit but yeah um yeah I, I you know i used to be more like oh i don't like but now i'm just like whatever like we gotta just get out there first, and, and then I mean, yeah. it's an interesting thing as a journalist too, because we're talking about reviews and stuff. Like, you know, Asian journalists are always kind of racial cheerleading for Asian stuff, and I think that that is important and uh, serves a purpose. But then I also find myself thinking like, you should be able to call something that's bad bad, regardless if it's Asian or not. That's kind of the dilemma I had with Crazy Rich Asians. You know, I wrote something about it for the Ringer, but. I didn't hate the movie, but I also was like, oh, it's not that good. And it felt like that was kind of a, you know, I felt, you know, you talked about it in your little comedy bit, like that was an unpopular opinion to have if you're an Asian that, oh, I didn't really like the movie. Yeah, it was like a, that time, you know, where you're like, fuck. Yeah, it's not the time for me to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do a review on this movie. <laughs> I'm going to sit this one out. No one wanted to probably touch that, really. You know what? What Asian critic do you want to be? Like reviewing, uh, you know, giving negative reviews to like a such a, a trailblazing movie like that. Yeah, you totally. Know? Um, and then I mean, imagine the non-Asians too. Yeah, I mean, they were they're about to get some <laughs> shit. <on. laughs> you know, it was sensitive for them too because you know it was such a important cultural touchstone. You know, so yeah, it's funny because you've had all these generations of all these white movies that we all love. And then it feels like all of a sudden a lot of Asian critics and writers or artists on Twitter just started shitting on them as white movies. Like, you know? what? like what? I don't know. Just like they're just go, go, they go extra hard on like these movies that they're like, oh, this, you know, 
because I think there was a shift, you know, like a cultural shift on obviously more representation. Mm. But I had this in my bit where all of a sudden, like, you know, I couldn't like La La Land or some shit. Yeah. You know, and I had to watch La La Land in the closet (laughs) (laughs) on my iPhone. I love La La Land, man. (laughs) That shit made me cry. Like I, you know, like I love Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I'm one of the few like we're aware of that rappers <laughs> talk about it a lot. Oh, it's, it's a great. <laughs> oh, I do not. It's yeah, a great show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to season three. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we just dabbed for Marvelous <laughs> Mrs. Maisel. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, man. Right. <clears throat> um, so do- you know, you know what's funny? <laughs> this might be controversial, but uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> Here yeah, we go. Let's like, stir it up. I feel like a lot Spell of the, the people, pieces. a lot of people that hate on like that always be making like white people jokes, like oh, oh look at the caucasity and whatever. Mm. They're the ones that are like closer and work more in proximity with like white people. I feel yeah. like, yeah, it's it was, like they have like white like significant others or they their mm. best friends are like that white. is a controversial statement. We've talked about this. Yeah, no, <laughs> but you know, but because I'm like I'm. I don't know. I kind of cringe when I see that, like you know, like they'll just be like, sh- like, oh yeah, but it was a white person, and then, and then a white friend that's a mutual white friend of our, both of ours, the person that just said it, is just sitting there like, damn, <laughs> like yeah, and I just yeah, feel no, like I, ah. I mean, I think what it is is like you'll have, for instance, like I have a lot of friends like this or people I've encountered because I've done a lot of college shows of a lot of kids who've always hung out with mad white people. They go to college and they get the fervor of like Asian pride. And go yeah. like extra hard on the Asian shit. Maybe yeah. I mean you know maybe it's because like I, I you know I grew up you know as an Asian like I you know I've faced racism and got called names, but I called them names back or you know like so I didn't feel like this. Oh, now I can just like shit on them because it's like culturally like cool. Yeah, your guys' experiences are kind of unique. Yeah, with white people, I'm just like yo. I always felt like I guess equal. You know, I, in a sense, that's why I think a lot of people like that particular where they go super extra like that. They don't have a good social. They, they haven't experienced a healthy dose of all races. Yeah. You know, what I mean, we are a unique situation. You know what I'm saying? You guys grew up in like ethnic enclaves. Yeah. And we that. understand. Like I've definitely. Asian, I've, yeah. Yeah. I've definitely. <laughs> I recognize like there's white privilege and all that shit. Like I've, I've, you know, and, you know, growing up on hip hop, too, like we see the, you know, um, inequalities and all this like systemic racism and then it's like that's i guess that goes back to the asian twitter thing i feel like a lot of people are just getting put on well here's what and I always, they're like so gung-ho about it. i'm like what were you guys like back then yeah the funny thing about it is <laughs> a lot of those asian uh, cats on twitter all of a sudden like recently became an ally mm-hmm. to like other uh, you know um uh, people of color yeah you know what i'm saying like we grew up with everybody yeah you know what I'm saying? We didn't all of us, you know, like they're just like all of a sudden they're all well, all the way. It's fashionable yeah. now. Yeah, it's fa- and then and then you think and that's what it is? Yeah, but I mean, to what you're saying though, I've always thought that it's kind of like a correlation between the amount of trauma you faced in childhood mm. at the hands of white people or from them slurring you or from feeling ostracized or belittled or what have you. If, if you if that if you suffered from that a lot when you were in, growing up in your formative years, then now as an adult you're gonna go extra hard against. Yeah, it absolutely. is like a, it, no, is a, it is a very PTSD. It is because that anger that you see and that level of outrage comes from childhood trauma. It's right. not from actually the matter at hand usually. Yeah. So that resentment can can boil over. You saw it with the SNL dude that got canned. I mean, I think he should have been fired too, but 
the level of outrage against him was not because he said a couple slurs. It was because they've heard those slurs growing <laughs> up. They, right. they felt white people mistreated them when they were in middle school or whatever. And people don't really acknowledge that, and they should. And that's the fun. Yeah, I mean, you can tell the responses because when I heard that, I was more like thinking like, we how, were in how the, is this fool not like Chinese food? We were in like, the car. <laughs> I think I was. Yeah, I think I was with you when we saw I, it. We were like, "Damn!" He well, just said "ching." What the well, fuck? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously he had a lot of these hackish, you know, accent stuff. But I wasn't really offended by that. I was like, "Damn, not- this fool is really about to." Apply for a job in New York City and shit on Chinese food. That's what I was thinking in my head. I was like, you're going to apply for a job at a staple of New York and shit on Chinese takeout. Like, that is the worst thing you could possibly do for this job. You know what I'm saying? And I I, I like that because, like, right now, you know, it's like you looked past, like, the, the... surface level dumb shit and you Even went so stupid and you're like, like right going to like the heart of it like yo what's really important what is really important and then that's how, i think that's how we think and that's why we get a little triggered sometimes when we see like asian twitter or outrage where we're just like all right you know, you know triggered why? by other people getting triggered yeah I, i'll tell you <laughs> i'll tell you right now everyone's just triggered. for some reason to me it was like when i heard him talk about uh you know asians and saying chink or doing an asian accent that wasn't really surprising to me because that seems more regular than somebody being like, ew, Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't it? Like, yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, I don't know. It did seem more regular to me than somebody. Like, I never heard anybody really go in on breaking down how much they hate Chinese food. Yeah. That was so weird to me. Or somebody living in New York and being like, Ugh. like you know, I don't know. It was just kind of weird. You're probably me. also like heavily desensitized to racial epithets and slurs, given that you've been in battle rap for how many? That's years. a good point. Yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, and hearing jokes and shit like that too. Yeah. You know, Ju- justice is for Shane Gillis. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what we're saying. Do not quote me on that. <laughs> just, oh kidding. just kidding. At Quackafaga. <laughs> <laughs> now he has some funny skits. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the time, Don. <laughs> it is not the time. Um, but yeah, that, that was my thoughts on that. We can we can skip through all that. Um, so what else can we? T- oh, Parasite. Let's talk about Parasite. Let's talk about it. Uh, it's it was a fantastic movie. Uh, Punk Jun Ho. You've we've all been a fan. You yeah. know. Um, we've talked about it a lot in our. I literally me. I was watching it with my boy, and after we watched it, like we stood up and like applauded and shit. Yeah, and we watched at the crib. Oh shit! So- I just out myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounds romantic. <laughs> I just outed myself that I pirated the movie. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, but yeah, you, you didn't pirate the movie. No, I did pirate it. But you didn't see it in the you theater. For it. Well, okay, I did watch it in the theater, but I did watch it at the house. Too. Yeah, I did too. I pirated. it. We shared yeah. a link. But then, but then we. Wa- <laughs> Are you acting like you're not in the group chat? You're in, oh, oh shit! It's all right. Just can you pull that side a little bit? Yeah, more and more. More, more, I don't know what more, you guys more. are talking about, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like <laughs> down- in the group chat. It's like right. downloading the album and then buying it later. You still yeah. you still paid for it, right? Precisely. So the Oscars are coming up in February, mm-hmm. right? And uh, the people that know about movies more than I do at my job are saying <laughs> that both Parasite and Pong Juno are likely or potential candidates to be not just best foreign film but best picture and best director. Which would be amazing because South Korea has never won an Academy Award mm-hmm. of any kind, believe it or not. I mean, and also, like, they won the award at Cannes, right? 
It did the Cannes. Palme d'Or, like the Con, uh, yeah, like the biggest, the festival best film. Basically. What what is it? What do you think is gonna win for? Well, I mean, the nominees haven't been announced yet, obviously. And when did they announce it? I don't know. The awards are in February, so I'm guessing over the next two months at some point. Um, it's been submitted by South Korea to be in the best international film category. Um, I don't understand the why can't win just the best film. Well, that's the thing. If it's nominated, it can. Yeah, but because like, didn't Roma win last year? Yeah, the Roma is kind of a good analog or an example of yeah. how a foreign, a foreign language film. film right? Yeah, so I think the the groundswell of you know public and critical support of the film might make it too hard to ignore it. I guess as a best film. Oh, hundred percent nominee. So. Or like, would it be like best director maybe or something like that? Could potentially is that po- possible. It's possible. What What do you um? Is it is it his um, his masterpiece? I think so. I think so. I think I've seen all of his movies actually. What's your favorite Asian American film? I mean, it's a small pool. Yeah. Better luck tomorrow. Better luck tomorrow is your favorite. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not like that. What I, else I is like, there? I love that. I love that. Let, let's just name them. It's That's jo- true. There's Joy a Luck lot. Club, Crazy Rich Asians, Better Luck Tomorrow, <clears throat> Searching. What I makes guess? what makes an Asian American film? Is it um, predominantly Asian American cast? And, and I guess. English, yeah. mainly English, right? Or what? Yeah. I mean, would you consider Farewell? Kind of that. That's a little bit tough because that is n- it does feel foreign too, right? Because majority of it is in Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you like Better Luck Tomorrow? Yeah, that's a good that's cool. Yeah, that's kind of like, you know, a lot of people were annoyed that when Crazy Rich Asians came out, the line everyone said it's like the first Asian American movie in twenty five years, and they always referring to Joy Luck Club, conveniently forgetting that Better Luck Tomorrow exists, but it was an independent movie, so. I actually wasn't that mad as, at Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, you know, it's obviously it's not like what you're looking for, like Parasite or something like that, but it was fun. You know, I thought it was cool. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it. I mean, obviously, we all are homegirls in it, too. Aquafina, yeah, yeah who she stole was great. the fucking show, yeah. you know, but. Yeah, we watched it together, and we both, we were just like, we we're cracking up for sure. Yeah, we were. <laughs> we're dying, yeah. We've also cracked up in weird <clears throat> movies and high fived each other in very weird movies. Yeah, like uh, mother. <laughs> Another Bong Joon Ho movie? No, 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 no. The other mar- uh, <clears throat> oh, the Darren one with the oh, oh, with, with uh, Jennifer was, Lawrence. I think that was his masterpiece. Jennifer Lawrence. Actually, People wait, no. fucking like had very mixed opinions about that movie. We saw the movie, and the credits started rolling, and then we looked at each other. <laughs> we high five each other. <laughs> there were moments during that film where I would look over to you just to see if you were like maybe passed out for some reason. And then you you were just at the edge of your seat. Your eyes were fucking bulged, and I was I was the same. I was just like I was like gripping the seat. It was fucking intense, dude. <laughs> yeah. we, we have some funny movie think, theater experiences. I gotta share this story because I don't think a lot of people know this one. But we got really fucked up one night in New York, right? Me and Rec just getting drinks till like four or five in the morning. But we had tickets to watch a Black Panther the next day, and this was like opening weekend of Black Panther. So we go to the theater because uh, we have some time to kill before we have to board the plane back to L.A. We're hella tired, but we have the tickets and we're going to go watch it. We go into the theater. It's packed. It's packed. And it's it's like probably 75 percent black people. And we, uh, we were the only two like Asian dudes there. I'm pretty awake. I'm already watching. I'm sitting next to Rec watching Black Panther. 
<laughs> starts snoring loud <laughs> as fuck. Like hella loud. And I keep elbowing him, but he keeps going to snoring. I see somebody like lift back. Like, who the fuck is snoring? Like three black <laughs> pants. I'm all like, nah, man. Like, my bad. Wakanda. Like, <laughs> I was like, dude, I, he kept falling asleep like every 30 seconds, bro. It was like the worst experience. I wanted, for me, I wanted to watch it so bad <clears throat> that. You know, I wanted to watch it bad because, like, you know, it's a it's an important cultural moment. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, I just heard it was dope, so I wanted to see it. And then I was so tired. I can't even. And I was laugh. like, I'm gonna fight it. I'm gonna fight it. I'll be good. <laughs> I get there, and then like, I couldn't fight it, dude. I just and so I'm bad. the asshole next to the snoring guy during this fucking trailblazing film. <laughs> like, with I don't all know black if he, I don't know if he really was doing this, but no, I, I was really doing it. I, I you saw me like, yeah. Every time he woke up, he woke me up. He would nudge me mad hard. And he had a look of fear on his face. And then I'd be like, I look at him like, oh, I'm good, I'm good. And I just like, Wait, so did no, you end up seeing it again? Did you uh, end up watching it eventually? I actually never did. This is what I felt like doing every time somebody looked back. I was like. <laughs> Wait, was that, that was like your birthday weekend, right? Or like around? Yeah, yeah, one of those, I think so. Yeah. Circle. Yeah, the closing. I really like that they, uh, they did the finger hearts. In Black Panther? No, when they were in a press run. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Spider-Man did a press run, um, Tom Holland yeah, and that Asian dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what they were in Korea and uh, Eric Nam, who was host, uh, hosting them. Remember that thing? I do. Where he was like... You speak English yeah, so well. Yeah, you speak English so well. He's like, well... And, yeah, and he was like, well, I'm from America. <laughs> yeah, people kind of took offense to that, yeah, too. Yeah, but I mean, that wasn't really... Nah. That, that's an easy mistake. Yeah, like, you're a, in Korea. That was an innocent. Yeah. 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 Dope. Glad we established that. <laughs> Everyone in. Come on. One, two, three. Yeah. Um, so uh, what else we want to talk about here? Um, I, I like bringing up a lot of stuff with you, Donnie, because you have a really good insight. Yeah. Why, thank you. Uh, we just talked about Parasite very briefly. K-pop suicides. Oh. We Maybe haven't. we should skip over that. Yeah. Should we? Not. I, don't I don't really have anything to yeah, say Yeah, I don't have any to share it's about it sad. either. Yeah, it is sad. Because um, we all were fans of Sully, by the way. And Guhara. All right, let's talk about group chat dynamics and etiquette. Uh, group chat etiquette? Well. When did, when did the group chat start? Group chat started probably like four, three years ago, maybe. Do you, do you have a group long? chat with like other women? Women? Yeah. Nah. You don't. Nah, do you? I don't. Do you? Yeah. You ha oh, you do have one with like a couple friends from Koreatown and stuff. Yeah, and what's the dynamic there? How many guys to girls ratio? Like, what is it like? <laughs> well, it started out with like eight people. Wait, how many group chats are you in? You're probably in a lot. Wait, why do you say that? I don't know, cause, cause, cause <laughs> friend <you're>, hopper. <laughs> cause I'm I'm not saying it as a diss. It's like you're a lovable guy and you have a lot of distinct friend groups. No, am I wrong? I. Uh, I have, like, I have a couple. Couple. Yeah. I, I'm in, I'm pretty much only in really one, ours. And then I have another one with like me and two guys in K Town where I just usually put like, yo, y'all wanna go grab something to eat? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's about it, you know? But my only real group chat is the one that we're all in. Yeah. That's probably the most active one for sure. Yeah. Is that the <laughs> most active one for you? Yeah. I mean, I'm not in any really. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your main group chat, you're saying? Yeah. That's the only one. I, I don't have enough bandwidth to like participate in multiple conversations usually you know yeah and it's cool that like you guys are on the east coast we're on the west coast we have a homie 
in Korea. So it's like always active. Like I wake up and sometimes it's a bit much. It's like 400 messages. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I skim through. <laughs> like, okay, someone posted a porn gif for some reason. Let me ask you guys a question. I don't know if you heard this new story in Alabama, I believe. Wait, are we still talking about group chat? We are. It's related. Okay. A bunch of teachers got in big trouble because what happened was one of the teachers lent one of his or her students his, his or her phone and the student got the phone and saw the teacher's group chat yeah with other teachers a bunch of white teachers yeah. mind you took screenshots and then posted them and <laughs> the entire group chat was the teachers roasting individual students <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny. They there was like an end bomb in there, which wasn't cool. Oh, okay. but they that's were, not cool. But okay. outside of the end bomb, which obviously unforgivable and excusable, they were talking about how like this kid's mad, dumb, can't chew and walk gum at the same time. This chick's pregnant again. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, emoji. so it was like okay. inner city school. I don't know. It must have been. I mean, if it's like racially charged, then that's fucked up. Yeah, but it just Wait, reminds me just, of a, that. I just yo, it just reminds me of a quote, dumb. I think you made this quote before, like, and, and not to tell on ourselves, but. I think the quote was, if the leaking of your group chat doesn't have the potential to ruin you, then it's not really a real group chat. Yeah, for sure. I I, I tweeted that before. Yeah. Was, and, and to me, it was like the teachers, take the N-word out of it. The fact that they were roasting the kids, it feels like there should be a safe space where people can really just say whatever they want. And I, I was kind of like amused that the teachers were roasting students because, you know, the students are roasting the that, shit out of their teachers. You know, the, yeah. the main thing is, yes, everybody has a right to their privacy, but just know when you're recording things down, that's what it is. You're recording your text messages. Yeah. And at that point, anything can happen. Someone can find those recordings. Yeah. Well, if any one of us got in trouble with the law and they confiscated our phone they would definitely our group chats would be open for the public well that's why <clears throat> that's why i was um like i make it a point every year like i'm the one who goes like yo we need to Flush everyone it. leave <laughs> the group chat it's still on record at at&t somewhere though probably yeah not that it you know yeah luckily none of us are going to become president of the united states <laughs> yeah or get convicted of but a yeah that's all i'm saying is yeah if things are getting recorded at that point you have to you know know that that's a possibility of happening yeah you know what i mean but it feels like people still not just in our chat but in general get kind of reckless with what they say you know what we should do uh before we clear out or like try to start a new chat every time we clean it out at the end everyone should be like what the fuck we got hacked <laughs> <laughs> let's just do that now yeah everybody is the last message like wait that's not you, right? What? We hacked, man. <laughs> the last three years, my phone's been hacked by somebody. Yeah. It's crazy. We've all been hacked? <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it's. I mean, it is. But, you know, that's why I even said that in our mm. group chat. I was like, oh, damn. Like, we better never burn each other's bridges. Yeah. yeah and, like, we better be cool with each other. And it makes you think, like, pretty much every person on Earth is probably in some kind of group chat. So it's like, it'd be interesting to kind of like hack into or see like real famous people's like what they talk about in their group chats and if it's like the same type of fuckery that we do yeah <laughs> yeah i mean yeah but you know honestly that teacher was stupid like what do you mean lend somebody a phone i'm not i never lend anybody a fucking phone yeah i know i mean yeah you should he should have he or she should have known what would happen i guess it gave it to the student to do something quick or something and the student being with you know, a teenager was like, it was just open on this shit. It was like, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Talking, man, shit, I'll show you. 
That's he's it. probably the one that got roasted the most. He's like, oh, fuck. I got to copy all this shit. Yeah, I'm pregnant for the second time, motherfucker. <laughs> yes, and what? The parents were livid. Yeah, you know, so I'm gonna look yeah. that story up. But yeah. yeah, if if it's if it's a bunch of teachers being racist and shit, that's stupid. But I mean, I roast a lot of people, so I understand how roasting <clears throat> works. P anyone can get roasted. Yeah. Like we roast I each was thinking, other I was thinking, directly. Yeah. True, but we also roast a lot of people. Other people. That, that's fine. I mean, dude, honestly, we're not viciously hurting people like in public. I, I don't really go hard at people who are just innocent bystanders on the internet. Like, if you're doing some fucked up shit, I love roasting motherfuckers who are just racist fools, you know, like all types of shit like that. But it's hard for me to roast us like an innocent bystander, you know what I'm saying? Unless you're wearing some goofy shit. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> what? All right, so, like, group chat etiquette. I remember when, um, was it JK? He added Jason, and we were all like, what the fuck? Oh yeah! Doing? Oh that's yeah! That's a good etiquette. Yeah, you never add anybody without really consulting the council. Yeah, yeah, that the was council. <laughs> Jesus. No, I'm just saying it's real. Yeah, like I, the, the, yeah. the rest of the people in the group chat. Like, how fucking dare you? I was. <laughs> yeah. like, that's the crazy thing because I didn't even know Jason that well when Jakey added him, and I was like livid. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Why are you adding people? Yeah. You can't just throw somebody in the group chat and then you just get the message. Blah 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 has been added to the conversation. <laughs> added to the even they even make it sound like extra intrusive. Added to the conversation. Like God damn. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Another pair of eyes. And then you can't just be like, um, Jason, do you mind stepping out for a second while we talk about this? <laughs> like you can't You know what I'm saying? But can't like, you can't you you can eject people or no? Yeah, you can. You can. So we could have ejected his ass, but I'm glad we didn't. If they threw somebody, yeah, he, he's, he was a great addition. But great addition, love you, Jason. Jesus Christ, that was that was like yo. That was we, not. You might gotta etiquette. get booty yourself for that. That was not good etiquette. Uh, for sure. uh, shout out, <laughs> shout out to <laughs> to Jakey again. What do you guys think about this? When the person is like 150 messages behind, and it's like three hours later, and that person is systematically going through the responses and laughing at and shit. liking shit. From shit that you don't even remember what you wrote or what the joke <laughs> that was. That is so annoying, dude. Hey, you get a yeah. notification. <laughs> I will say, your response to your reaction for that comment two days ago was not needed. <laughs> like, Yo, I'm trying to figure I, out what the, what's so funny. Like, so I've done, I've, I've, I've done that where like I'm, I'm behind like 400 messages, right? And I do want to like something. I don't just hold that and then I go and then but then if it's like maybe like you know 15 like then like a couple lines up then I'd be like okay I, I can do it because then you can just scroll up real quick and you can see it yeah. but like yeah man I think I think I think Jakey is is breaks a lot of you the, guys bring up bring them on here let's not let's defend not, yeah let's not start throwing anybody <laughs> no because I was thinking okay I was thinking that and then I was thinking about the, the addition and then I was gonna bring up the periods Oh yeah, that's a that's not a group chat. It's not really a group chat thing. etiquette, yeah, but, but it does make the group <laughs> chat uncomfortable. This <laughs> here's a, here's having a, impeccable grammar. I like I like when somebody share like because we share a lot of stuff. So there's not like these specific things, but you know when mm. one thing doesn't belong in the group <laughs> chat. <laughs> like we're like going, in, you know, because we, we share all types of stuff. It could be yeah. anything, yeah. news about anything, politics, art, whatever. But if you're sharing bad like, bitches on IG, yeah. But if you're sharing like your family's Thanksgiving <laughs> like trip, like you and your aunt like going somewhere out of nowhere, 
Like, get the fuck out of here. No, sometimes it's great. Like, like when uh, when the homie keeps sharing his mom's Bible verses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we so got a funny. homie who shares his mom's Bible verses every morning. Yeah, it's wow. a, she sends it's it to him, and then he sends it to us. Good start to the day. Here's like yeah. a little group chat. No, by, by the way, I love you, Jakey. You're... He's the best. You're great. You're great in the group chat. You, he, yeah, he's like the he's like the Korean expert. We'd be like, "What is going on here?" He'd be like, "He'll break it down from the context to the historical Jacobedia. significance." Yes, it's he's, great. I can see him just like not wanting to chime in on any of the roast that we have, but he's like, "Oh, this is my time to shine, baby." In 1967, the first Korean. Here's one of life's small victories in the group chat when you get what I like to call the all kill, <laughs> the all kill has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> okay, okay, explain that. Explain so that. So, when, when, when you make a roast or a joke that's so funny <laughs> that <laughs> every single person ha has it. Yeah, yeah, everyone. I will say I that, is, that is a great one. Like, when everybody in the group chat gives a reaction, right? Yeah. Like a ha ha or a thumbs up or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is a fucking. It's rare. Perfect kill. <laughs> you got <Yeah>. a joke. <laughs> yeah. Danny usually has the Danny fire. Danny knockout. He, he yeah, has the, a knockout. A lot of knockouts. Yeah, because they're kind of, they're not as vocal as us. Right. Yeah, like me, honestly, I Knock love that. Knock has a lot too. Yeah, he does. Knock has a lot. Oh, He's a killer. Yeah. But those people have Knock. a lot because they don't contribute all the time. So when you're quiet and you come in with the fire, yeah, yeah they pick their spots well. Yeah, they do pick yeah. their spot really well. I on, I love I love when I get that, but then. You can also tell I don't give a fuck. Like I just say whatever. The fuck. I can't wait till the day the, someone gets the perfect thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> like the comment is so whack that everyone in the group chat gives that comment. A I'm gonna thumbs go down. for that. That's my that's my goal. Oh man. my it's gosh, my bro. Let's can, can we next time we hear somebody say something shitty, can we initiate the the, <laughs> the thumbs, thumbs down? down? Like us three will start giving the thumbs down. We'll see if the other half of the the group gives the thumbs down to that comment. You know, nobody, no, it's not gonna happen. So someone's gonna feel bad. <laughs> no, but if we give them a little push with the thumbs down, from the three, <laughs> we're gonna have to do a side. You're gonna have to side message them, bro. Mm. Well, I think uh, I think that was a good one, man. I think we're gonna end it over here. What do you think? Yeah, man. Thanks um, for having me. I'm ready to go for another hour. Yeah. <laughs> we got some good stuff, wait, man. So wait, you want to talk about Pokemon real quick? All right. All right. All right. Even my colleagues were talking about there's a new Pokemon game that's going crazy, right? <clears throat> yeah. Is it? Is our people like really going crazy it's, for it? It's because uh, it's the first Pokemon like on console. Like, I mean, there was like a remake a few months ago. Let's go Eevee. Let's go Pikachu, whatever. But this one is like for the Nintendo Switch, and it's been great. And honestly... Uh, there's a lot of like, like metaphors and like um, analogies for like sports in it. Like there's like the sports superstar and he has a cape with all these sponsors logos on it. I mean, well, so, they've really created it like a sports game where there's you know it's an RPG right with like levels of skills and. <laughs> He's trying so hard. It's yeah. okay. We can you know, you know why? Okay. You know why? You know why? I had said RPG. You know why I had down. really difficulty there? Because I don't know anything about video games and I don't know joking. anything about sports. <laughs> but you were bullshitting. So I was, I, he's like, it's like an he was RPG. Using your I was like, <laughs> somebody jump in. I was just listening. Like, is it an RPG? It was two things. <laughs> I, RPG, yeah. It was two things that you guys are experts about. And I'm not an expert at all about trying to I jump in and try to. But hey, uh, before we end, what do, what are your thoughts on like esports? Coming from coming from like you know, 
you worked at ESPN. Yeah. You know, you're exactly. and you're an avid like sports fan, but like you must there you must have some kind of opinion with like esports like dominating and yeah. making all these news and Yeah, is it something that even even in your world of all these people who come from the sports world, do they take it seriously yeah. or you know? Well, you're seeing now that like NBA teams now have like their own esports team. Yeah, Rick Fox. Yeah, so it's one of those things though to me it's kind of like do you think it's a sport? It's like NASCAR to me. Like it's, I can't deny how big it is, but I just don't. It's not on my radar at all. What is a sport exactly? Is it, does it have to be like somebody like moving physically, or does it is it that's like team point. play? Is it like strategy and like? I, that's an argument like, for yeah. Like people argue about whether X is a sport or not. It's usually like physical exertion times. I just Google comp- sport times competition. <laughs> Times competition. <laughs> what is sport? All right, all right, all right. I'm going to read you the definition of sports. All right. A sport, an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against one, one another or others for entertainment. Mm-hmm. But is esports a physical exertion? If you're doing reflexes yeah, of your fingers, I think it, or I what? Think it like, absolutely is. I'm not, I, I bet you we'll see a day where it's an Olympic thing. I mean, they have breakdancing in the Olympics now coming up, so. Right, so but that's rec- art mixing in too. Yeah, true. Yeah. So that wreck you could be an Olympic athlete. <laughs> I am so I am so trash at games. Yeah, but you spend never... so much time playing them. Yeah, but to to play at a competitive level is just like I'm like I'm here and then there's like people that just play with their homies and they're better. Yeah, you're more like, like the entertainment competitive value. motherfuckers. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I suck. That's how we should end it. Well, Donnie Quack from The Ringer. Um, he's You can follow him at Quacka Flocka. Right. Please you, follow him. How do you spell that? K-W-A-K. Which is his last name, Quack. K-W-A-K-N-N. A-F-L-O-C-K-A. And that is off of the Waka Flocka name. Correct. Okay. Uh, at Rex Dizzy. Um, follow him on, on Twitch. Instagram, YouTube. Twitch.tv slash And you, you stream like once a day so people can catch you live Yeah. at any given time. Yeah, this summer I'm trying to hit a thousand follows before the end of the year. Follow them at OnlyFans. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to get to, I'm <laughs> trying to, get to, <laughs> I'm trying to get to 10K on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, make I'm our close. goals be known. Yeah. yeah. Remember that one tweet you did? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Donnie. Appreciate you coming on the show. It's surreal because we're always talking on the group chat. Um, and Rec, always appreciate it. Tune in next week for another episode of Fun With Dumb. You did it.